Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sophie Collins, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I am obsessed with feeling my best. This show is going to cover everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining today. I am so excited to be chatting with JJ Wilson, who is someone who has a lot going on, a lot of curiosities, a lot of passions. And if you don't know who he is, was one of the founding members of Very Polite Creative Agency, Ride Cycle Fitness Club, which is across Canada, Rail Skincare uh, Performance, which is a skincare company geared towards men, which is also available in Holt Renfrew, super exciting, and Optimi, which is a mushroom company. So we get into everything to do with his businesses, how he structures his time, how he deals with all of the ideas that come up when you're a creative person. We talk about a day in the life, his focus on longevity and health span, his focus on sleep, which is something that obviously I am very passionate about as well. And I'm just so excited to bring you this really dynamic conversation with my friend JJ. Enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that One Wednesday is hosting a really fun event with Formula Fig at their Ambleside location. We are going to be launching our new colorways, Forest, Charcoal, and Midnight Blue, exclusively at the event on November 30th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. We're going to be offering mini light therapy treatments, 15% off skincare, bubbles, collagen mocktails, and more. And I hope you can join us. Make sure to check out the link in the show notes to RSVP. This episode is brought to you by Duty Free. Okay, so it's no secret that I'm obsessed with my health and well-being. I think that's pretty clear given that this show is called Obsessed with Feeling My Best. And really the reason that I started it was to share everything that I love to do to feel my best. And in my world, health and wellness encompasses so many different categories, but the three that I really try to focus on are my mind, body, and soul. And I try to bring those three things into everything that I do. For my mind, you know I love a good meditation every day. For my body, it's my daily morning workout. And that's everything from cardio to Pilates to strength training, which I've been doing more recently. And the way that I fill up my cup or my soul portion of this is really through the relationships that I've built with my close friends and family and obviously my two little boys. One of my aims of starting the show was to bring on guests for you to learn from, like today's episode, high performers who are also obsessed with feeling their best while building careers, brands, and their families. Many of those people travel for work and or inspiration, and I feel so lucky to be able to do the same. I mentioned recently how when I travel, I can often revert back into old patterns of not being able to sleep and not feeling my best. So lately, it's been a huge focus of mine to incorporate little actions that go a long way 
in terms of feeling great, even when I'm in a new place. And this is especially relevant given the time of year, a lot of travel is happening and people are going to visit people. So I wanted to share a few tips and tricks that I swear by to feel my best when I'm in a new place. So one of my first tips is to relax as much as possible when I'm on the flight. I know this might seem counterintuitive, especially if you're traveling with kids, but it's one of the rare chunks of time when I'm completely uninterrupted and can use the time to journal, think, and even work without distraction. Again, work with when I don't have my kids. <laughs> I pop in my AirPods and I'll do a mini skincare routine to hydrate and relax. I love traveling with an eye mask, as I shared before, or even an eye cream like the L'Occitane Precious Eye Balm because I can easily apply it even when I'm wearing a face mask and it instantly makes me feel relaxed and refreshed. One thing about it that I love is that it visibly reduces the appearance of fine lines, puffiness, and dark circles, all of which I struggle with, especially when traveling. Lastly, you know I'm obsessed with a face oil, especially to give my face a good massage and bring blood flow to the surface and really just enhance that inner glow. It's one of the travel hacks that I use when I don't have tools that I have at home, like my ice roller. So last time I was at the airport, I tried this new face oil, new to me, Virgin Marula Luxury Face Oil from Drunk Elephant. I've always been such a huge fan of this brand and I swear this face oil instantly made me glow. It's like a rehab for your skin, which you definitely need when you're traveling. Another big thing I make sure to do is drink a ton of water to help my skin glow from within. So I try to drink like two or three liters a day when I'm traveling. The best part is that all of these products are available at the Mind, Body, Soul at Duty Free, both in Toronto and here in Vancouver. Actually, it was so sweet. Someone picked up the nicest gift for me the last time they were there, this cute little eight-pack of L'Occitane hand creams. So nice because I can keep one everywhere. So I never forget. My hands get so dry this time of year. I'm super passionate about still feeling my best even when I travel. And I love that I can grab all of these wellness goodies, not only for myself, but also my family and friends when I travel. I'm really impressed about how the Mind Body Soul section at Duty Free has truly leveled up their game. You have to check it out next time you're at the airport. They've made it so much easier to tend to my pillars of wellness to help me feel calmer and relaxed, focus on my mental and physical health, travel comfortably, and ultimately help me feel my best even when I'm traveling. I should also mention that all of the brands featured in their shop are focused on well-being and healthy living. And this is achieved by using ethically sourced organic or natural products and wherever possible, environmentally friendly packaging. Something you know I'm super passionate about with my own brand. If you check it out, make sure to tag me and let me know what you think. I'm so impressed and it has totally changed the way I travel. And now I look forward to airport days. My last hack is that you can pre-order online too before you get to the airport at shopdutyfree.com. Happy shopping. Okay, JJ, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. There is so much we can dig into. You are such a multifaceted person with so much curiosity and passion. And I'd love to know like, what is taking up most of your time right now? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of divide my 
my world into, I guess if I'm talking specifically about maybe my business initiatives into sort of like two circles. So I have sort of what I would call my family circle. Um, and then I have sort of my own businesses and my own initiative circle. And I kind of divide my time between those two. So my my own business circle is compromised of uh, Ride Cycle Club, Rail Performance, Optima Health, and Very Polite. And then my uh, my my family circle is compromised of Hold It All, which is our family sort of operating business, if you, for lack of a better term, an umbrella organization. <laughs> um, and that includes, um, you know, our investment function, which still holds uh, Lululemon, as well as uh, an investment that we made in an organization called Ammer a few years back, which is, again, the umbrella company for organizations or businesses like Arteryx, Peak Performance, right. Solomon, Atomic. Is this the Wilson connection? It is actually. Okay. Yeah. So that cool. organization cool. also holds Wilson Sporting Goods. And then we have two foundations. So CW or Chip rather has muscular dystrophy. And uh he's he's put about a hundred million dollars into an organization called Solve FHSD. And that intention is really to work towards finding a cure um, for his muscular dystrophy. And then we have Wilson Five Foundation, which is um an organization that goes and buys private. Uh, privately held land, and we redonate it back to um, the parks board. So we're trying so to cool. basically increase the amount of uh, available park space and outdoor space for specifically BC. Amazing. That's so meaningful. I mean, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank me. You got to thank the big guy. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So that's a lot to deal with. How do you hold all of that in a week, in a day, in a month, in a year? Like, how do you even break that down in terms of where you're going to place your attention other than, of course, putting out the inevitable fires that come up? <laughs> yeah, I think I think all of them have taken a lot of time and it's been a bit of an evolutionary process. It wasn't that I had all of those things all at once. Mm-hmm. Ride Cycle Club's almost eight. Amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I have an incredible partner in that business named Ashley Ander who's really the driving force behind uh, Ride Cycle Club. At the initial onset of that business, it was for sure a lot of time and energy and work and focus. And the business scaled a little bit. COVID happened. Boutique fitness during COVID was a very interesting uh, business to run because you were closing and opening up studios. and So stressful. Trying to mitigate what all the different sort of provinces were telling you you could and couldn't do furloughing staff, rehiring staff, figuring out how to um, put dividers between bikes, so on and so forth. So, you know, like you said, certain businesses have certain fires that require more attention at certain times. But in general, I think all of them have sort of been a little bit of an an evolution and they've had time to bake. Mm -hmm. And there's really great, strong operators in place. I have a really great partner, Tanner Johnson, in, in Optimi, which is a small public market cap organization. We have a CEO and a board so it's not it's not all me yeah. all the time. Yeah, all of those businesses take time at the start to kind of get going, but I would say most of them are somewhat operational independently, and uh, I go in when and where I need to. Essentially, yeah. so I divide my time based on what I feel like is most important at that time for that mm-hmm. business, while also figuring out ways to support my family's organization. That's so fun. It's so fun to be able to do. More than one thing. It's like obviously something I've always loved to do. Like I had a side hustle when I worked in tech sales. Now I'm full time with One Wednesday and I'm doing a podcast. Like I love to be able to just do different things every day. There's something so fun and rewarding about that. Congratulations on Wednesday too. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, you're probably like me. We get bored easily. Mm -hmm. So we need change. We need newness. Um, And I find in a weird way, 
having multiple things at multiple times, there's synergies between the two yeah. or, or, or the multiple things that you're working on. And you can kind of bleed your energy and take learnings and cross-pollinate and kind of almost shift key people around and get insights and advice from, you know, specific people on multiple things. So um, in a way, I make up stories in my head that it's easier, <laughs> but it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. Rick Rubin, I read his book like three times this year. It's so good. I don't know if you've read it. I haven't. The Creative Act. But oh, based, that's on my list. You have to read it's it. It's on like, my list, yeah. Next. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it's he's incredible. I saw this guy that looked like Rick Rubin in the park yesterday, and I almost hugged him because I'm like that obsessed with him. But he basically says, when you get creative ideas and when you get creative juices flowing and you pursue that and you follow that, it envelops you, but it also allows you to receive new creative ideas. And I know for me, like even I went to an H Project whole run for event in Toronto a couple of weeks ago and I came home and I wrote like a three-page business plan of a totally new company that has nothing to do with One Wednesday. So how do you manage like having so many ideas and creative passions without spreading yourself too thin and like starting a new company every month? <laughs> Ooh, I think uh, I think I've actually worn myself out a little bit. I think mm. I've had to check in with myself and say, you know what, Jage, maybe you need to just like really think about whether or not you want to start a new business again, because I could come up with a new business idea almost every single day. Yeah, I feel that. And I don't want to wear myself too thin to the point where I actually can't be great at what I already have. And sometimes I already feel like I'm wearing myself a little bit too thin. So I'm practicing really hard harnessing <laughs> that energy. And if I have an idea, I go, okay, first, how can I apply this to my own businesses? Smart. And you know what? I I, I can't help myself. I um. In my office, I have a creative wall. If I see an image or I'm inspired by something or I have an idea, I put it up on my wall. And sometimes it sits there for three years and nothing happens to it and I take it down and I'm over it. Yeah. And sometimes it sits there and it percolates for three years. And once in a while, I go look at my wall and I go, oh, yeah, I got to find a way to do that one day, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think I'm a fairly OCD individual as well. So in terms of like saving and uh, saving my ideas and being structured and how I organize them, whether it's notes on my iPhone or my creative wall or my Dropbox, you know, yeah. I, every time I have an idea for something like Rail, for example, I don't just let it go. Yeah, I save it somewhere, and then once in a while I'll go through it and I'll go, oh, maybe this is the right time to perhaps plug that in. And it's weird the number; it's almost like goal setting. If you save something. And you check in once in a while, the right opportunity for the business will present itself where that so idea true. will fit almost perfectly. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but I think that's how I try my best to harness it today. Okay, I'm taking notes. <laughs> I Yeah, I like, as I said, wrote this business plan and then I put it in a Google Doc and then the Google Doc is now linked to my like master to-do list. And then you like stress yourself out because you're like, well, that idea, that idea, that idea. But I recently listened to a podcast about focus and I was like, this is very much applicable to what I should be listening to right yeah. now in terms of building one Wednesday and and taking us to the next level, but it's hard. I mean, you you appear as a very organized individual. You have children and businesses and a podcast and you know, you have to be to a certain extent. So mm -hmm. Don't tell yourself too much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> With Rail, I was on your website yesterday. I love the branding. I think it's so fun. I love that it's like geared towards this. It's very masculine, obviously, but I think that you bring in this soft side of it to appeal to maybe an area that men don't always like naturally gravitate towards. Like obviously our imagery is boxing vibes. And I'm like, hey, I'm not the target demo here. But 
obviously I have a husband who steals my skincare. And how do you think about like that creative process and building a brand like that, that is, you know, it's new and it's white space. It doesn't necessarily already exist. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I, um, when Tanner and I first started talking about rail, uh, interestingly, I think we were, I'm 35 in December and I rail percolated because it was on my dream list for probably two or three years. Wow. And uh, when COVID happened and I found I had a little bit of extra time on my hands and so did Tanner, we kind of went, oh, okay, maybe now's the right time to really step on the gas for this business. And we were talking one day about getting old and um, we just started talking about skincare and I was kind of just shooting the shit a little bit and like, you know, what do you use? What should I be using? Obviously, you know, girlfriends, mothers, sisters, sort of generally speaking, tend to be the leading influence in any sort of skincare regime that a man adopts. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting when we started doing our first couple of focus groups, I'm just going to throw out a number on average. Let's say we interviewed 200 guys of all different diversities. So there was no limitation on any of that whatsoever. We wanted to make sure that even though we were going to create something specifically for men, that it was applicable to all skin types and everyone. As we went through the focus group process, you start learning that male skin anatomy is a little bit different. Some men tend to be a little bit oilier. Some men tend to be a little bit drier. So we chose to focus specifically on men first, and we're going to grow into sort of an everybody uh, collection in in the coming months here, which is really exciting. I'm not really doing a great job at answering your question. I promise I'm going to get there. No, I love I love the backstory. And I love skin. So like we could totally go down well, now that, that rabbit hole. Now that I feel like I have a uh, skincare ingredient education, your skin is beautiful. So whatever Thank you're you. doing, you know, you're, you must be doing properly. Everything. Yeah, you're doing all the things. You're doing all the things. I think I started to see at the onset of this sort of idea or concept, you know, a lot more uh, social media posts coming out about men using skincare and significantly younger. So it was skewing younger for sure. And I think as a part of the world's evolution into self-care mm-hmm. and men becoming a little bit more self-aware of self-care, that I could see that trend sort of building a little bit of initial momentum. So I went into market and, and uh, Tanner and I went to New York and we visited a bunch of different stores, everything from your Walgreens up to your Bergdorf's, you know, men's grooming counter. Mm-hmm. And the distribution of the product assortments and the brands was very interesting to us. You know, for the most part, there was almost a category of brands that spoke to men in a way that almost dumbed them down a little bit. And generally speaking, those brands, in my opinion, target a much younger demographic, your Axe, your Old Spice. You can smell them from a mile away. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) There's a touch of sexual innuendo in them, like macho man spray this on and the ladies are going to love you. And then there was this sort of high-end category that was predominantly driven by arguably women's makeup brands, or I'm going to say makeup brands as opposed to just women's because everybody's, you know, wearing makeup these days. And there was really no in-between. There wasn't a brand that was talking to men about self-care and having it be having skincare be a part of their total health and wellness assortment. So it wasn't just about what you're putting inside your body or how you're taking care of your body physically, but what you're putting on your skin as well. Mm-hmm. And none of them, because I'm fairly, I would say I lean quite heavily into brand and aesthetics. Yeah. None of them worked for my countertop. 
So I needed to make sure that if I was going to leave it on my countertop, that it was going to look aesthetically pleasing. And I also knew that largely for the target that we were working to develop rail for, that girlfriends and wives would also be very considerate of what he was allowed to leave on the countertop. Mm -hmm. So countertop appeal was something that was very important for us. And then creating the brand, the evolution of sort of this like sensitive, soft, but hard and tough masculine meets feminine side, I also thought was really important because I didn't want to create a brand where we were communicating that by using skincare, you were uh, less masculine. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be about getting in touch with your sensitive side in a way, getting in touch with a little bit of like, it's okay to take care of yourself, men, and you shouldn't be uh, ashamed. There's a little bit of a weight on, I think, men in the change room taking out a moisturizer and putting it on their face. Yeah. You don't really see a lot of it. I see it growing for sure. You know, you start to see dop kits now and guys are bringing their own face wash into the showers and... Like it, the Dove soap's not going to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, the nice part about, I think, probably being a guy is that at the end of the day, if you forget it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know Also, what I mean. like men just age well. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. I feel like you look at men over time and it's like, they almost get this like gruffness to them as they age. And you're kind of, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like this instinct that you have towards like, men who can go out and like chop wood and catch the lion or whatever. But I just feel like as men age, you're like, okay, like that's a good look. Whereas women, I just think there's this different perception of how we should look, aka we should look the same for 40 years. It's, it's probably just, I'm first of all, I'm banking on that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that as I age, that continues to be the case, but who knows? <laughs> I think that's changing too. I mean, there was a really cool um, moment during Paris Fashion Week um, where Pamela Anderson, I don't know if you saw it, but yeah. she sort of made a, a statement. I don't know what publication it was with. She was being interviewed. I'm going to say it was probably Vogue in her hotel room. And she said, um, I'm actually not going to wear makeup. And yeah. I'm going to let this week be about the clothes. And I'm just going to embrace my natural beauty. And I think there's so much stigma around how women should look versus mm-hmm. like the natural evolution of how perhaps they would look if they weren't being influenced to look a certain way. Whereas yeah. I don't think men carry that weight. Yes. Other weights for sure. Other weights for sure. Not that one. <laughs> yeah. And obviously it's a choice, right? But that yeah. I, I think it's just the media makes things different for for women. Totally. And I think it's I like think. Hollywood and there's like so much that goes on too, I think behind the scenes that people don't talk about, like people getting procedures. I just had Kat Sadler on my podcast and she got a facelift and has been very open about it. Yeah. And it's really refreshing because yeah. she's 48 years old. She doesn't need a facelift necessarily, but she chose to elect something that makes her feel her best and 100%. has done the inner work and like kind of wants outside to match. And it's like more power to you. And I think yeah. just being open about it and having the conversation, like yesterday I posted on Instagram stories that I didn't want to do Botox anymore. I've maybe done it five times in my life. Yeah. And I was absolutely blown away about how many people asked me about it. Oh, Why? Like just, yeah, just, yeah. I think that just people don't talk about it. So there's just like this underground thing that happens where like people come back refreshed and no one wants to share why. And it's like, there's no shame in anything. Like, let's just allow people to do what they want to do. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, so much stuff on men coming out and the the, the statistics on um, increasing in uh, plastic surgery for men. Too. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm paying attention to that stuff just because it I'm kind sure. of falls into sort of the rail performance, I guess, trajectory. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's everywhere. 
It is. Yeah. It is. And I know my husband was not using a moisturizer five years ago. And now he has, I want to say, three to four steps a day that he oh. uses. He's like, which cream should I use? And I'm like, well, that one's $250. So please don't use that <laughs> one. And even someone like him, who's like so not in that world, is yeah. is doing it. So yeah. he uses the vitamin C. So what, what are you using? What do you do? Like the three-step rail routine? Do you have more yeah. like... You know, it depends. Um, the only thing that Rail right now doesn't offer, and it's a sort of a sunscreen, and the more that I learn about skincare and the more that I learn about taking care of your skin just through the process of building rails, that sunscreen is such an important factor, mm-hmm. which I think, generally speaking, most guys dismiss <laughs> yes. because they just don't really think about it, right? Yeah. And they're not really, they've not trained themselves to consider it. Arguably, if I could recommend one thing that Rail doesn't have that all men should be using, it's always sunscreen. Yeah. We did have SPF in one of our, our, our moisturizers, and we're working towards figuring that out. SPF is a very complicated product for Health Canada and in the U.S. as well. Um, there's different ingredients that you need for different countries. The regulations are changing all the time. So um, I think that's why you see brands like Supergroup that are predominantly focused on sunscreen. Like That's their you know best in the world. That's their economic engine. That's all that they really focus their mm-hmm. energy on are able to do a really good job at it. So, yeah, I mean, sunscreen is probably the only product I don't use that's real. Uh, do you use Supergoop? I do use Supergoop. Okay. Yeah. It, like the the invisible one? I use okay. the invisible one. Okay. And that's another <laughs> underrated product that I wish uh, more guys knew about because I don't, I, I don't love the uh, addition of sunscreen lotion on my face. I yeah. kind of like just putting it on like it's almost like a, a, a matte gel. Agreed. Um, and one of the feedbacks that we, one of the pieces of feedback that we got from the focus group for for Rail um, was anti shine. Mm-hmm. A lot of emphasis on anti shine, and I find that super group product, uh, the invisible one, is is very mattifying uh, okay. to a degree. Yeah, good compared to, to lotions. Okay, yeah. good to know. And so you do your three step Rail skin routine every then morning, every, every night. morning, every night. Yeah. And you have a different morning um, serum versus night serum, or is it the exact same to keep it simple? It's the exact same to keep it simple. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And you have a body wash now, too. Body wash is the number one selling product. Oh, wow. Um, sort of like a gateway drug, I think. Oh, I need to try it. Yeah. Send, I love I'll, a men's I'll body send wash. I'll send you one. Thank it's you. Peter set up. <laughs> I'll use it, too. <laughs> I actually love like a men's, I don't know what the scent is, but like just like a, a touch of musk for a woman. It's, I think it's, it's a, nice. It's a, it's, a, it's a bergamot peppermint. Mm. Uh, it's got it's got a little musk in there. Nice. Yeah. I can't, well, one thing I need you to make, speaking of like not putting things on the counter, is Peter has a bright orange Popeye's shaker bottle that he refuses mm. to get rid of. And if you could please make, do you have a cool shaker bottle? We, we do have rail shaker bottles. Okay, because yeah. I'm going to get that. Like, is it cute? Because we're, we're, we have fight about this bottle I, there's many no, times. There's not a lot of functional shaker bottles, you know, out yeah. there. And to be honest, the, the Popeye's ones are pretty good. Well, you know, not I'll bad. show it to you. Yeah. And you might most disagree. of the time, they're free. <laughs> it is definitely so. free. It is definitely free. So speaking to Health Canada, I know you probably had a lot of experience with Health Canada in the last few years building Optimize. Well, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about Optimize and where it's at and, and everything about it? Sure. Another bit of a COVID baby, to be honest. I uh, I started it with three great buddies, um, Jake and Brian Safrick and Dane Stevens. And uh, really the onset of Optimi came from just our observations of how much black market psilocybin mushroom use was occurring uh, around us. Mm-hmm. It's pretty shocking. You know, even today, if you just wanted to... Um, I haven't necessarily tried it in different countries. I don't know the demographic of your listeners, but... <laughs> 
No, we've talked about mushrooms on the podcast. Okay, yeah, great. I mean, I'm happy to share about mushrooms. We're very open to mushrooms. (laughs) I personally have not done them, but I'm very curious about them. Like, I talk about them more than a person who hasn't done them should. (laughs) Interesting. Well, you should give them a go. I mean, I you don't. I think people have this uh, bit of fear around them that it's going to, you know, be some sort of lengthy long trip, and they're not going to be in control on this and the other thing. And there's so many options for what I would quote unquote label as control. Right. Um, you know, there's tons of different microdosing formats. And I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in psilocybin, which I know probably sounds a little bit ironic. There's two camps in the space. There's very much a holistic, a treatment, a natural, a um, a healing camp. And then there's sort of what I would categorize as a, a pharmaceutical, more regulated medicinal camp. And Optimize very much fits within that regulated medicinal, regulated camp. So our goal really, the onset of the business and continues to be, is to be the number one quality GMP supplier for that regulated market. Right. So largely speaking, similar to cannabis, if you were to look at the evolution of cannabis, you had legalization occur through first medicinal, and then obviously it opened up much larger to, to more of a retail market. And I believe somewhere in the near future that will occur for, for psilocybin perhaps not MDMA, which is another product that we make. I think that will continue to be largely regulated for a while. But our goal has always been to be the number one quality supplier. And the reason why we position ourselves that way is because we want to make sure that we're providing the best quality product for the regulated market that's consistent in dose, consistent in quality, and can actually help people that really need it most um, heal. Right. Um, So that was sort of the onset of the business (laughs) in terms of Health Canada. I have learned so much about how not necessarily complicated Health Canada is. I actually think Health Canada is pretty straightforward. I would argue that the lead times on things is quite lengthy sometimes, and you're sort of sitting in purgatory for extended periods of time, figuring out if you're going to get the license, if you're not going to get the license, if you're going to pass the audit, if you're not going to pass the audit, so on and so forth. For Optimize specifically, super blessed. Jake and Brian Safrick uh, own an operation called BC Green up in Princeton, and our Optimize facilities are right beside BC Green. And uh, those guys are dialed in when it comes to making sure that they're doing everything properly to ensure their GMP and getting all the approvals by health. And sorry, what is GMP? GMP is good manufacturing processes. Okay. So it's sort of like a scan. <laughs> no, I didn't know it until is we this started in Optimize. The mushroom it's all industry? good. Like, or... it's, it's in a lot of different industries. Okay. It's basically a, um, what am I going to call it? It's basically a check mark right. by uh, regulators to make sure that you're delivering the highest quality product through the practices in which you're manufacturing it. Right. Um, a lot of countries import export require you to be GMP, and a lot of different regulatory markets also require you to be GMP. So it's sort of like a title; it's like mm-hmm. a pass, you know. Right. And it gives you uh, a little bit more, I would say, flexibility in where you can sell your product, um, okay. and also I would say a level of assurance, right? In that you're creating product that's uh, legal, monitored, managed, controlled, and ultimately clean, right? And so the idea behind, let's say, psilocybin, I've heard, and I don't know a lot about it, so forgive me, but I have heard that in certain doses and taking it therapeutically, you know, with a healthcare provider, and obviously this is in the future probably, can help with things like anxiety and depression, et cetera. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's hundreds of studies going on right now. 
uh, and all of them have sort of a different angle on what they're trying to understand and break through. It could be PTSD, it could mm -hmm. be alcoholism, it could be anxiety, yeah. it could be depression. And all around the world, Australia, United Kingdom, the U.S., South, South Africa, I mean, there's incredible things that are happening and tons of progress on that front. Generally speaking, the regulated market is working towards using it as a solution to current pharmaceuticals that typically would be prescribed to solve some of those conditions. And I say solve lightly because I don't necessarily believe that they do solve. For right. some, they might. You know, just that's that's a personal thing. But from my understanding and some of my own personal use and practice, I truly believe that this product is is pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah. And what sort of differences have you personally seen in you using it if you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, sure. I think um, clarity, um, it's helped me focus. It's helped me, and I say clarity and focus in the sense that there's so many thoughts going around in my head at all times, just as there is everybody. And I think to really put it simply, I think, you know, sometimes your own thoughts block you from seeing a future or block you from being able to execute on a certain something. And it could be a relationship. It could be something related to work and it could be just yourself, like personal mm -hmm. development. And I found that through some of the opportunities I've had to use the product in a therapeutic way, and this is not Optimi product, this is very much sort of what I would call underground yeah. <laughs> opportunities, if you will, Yeah, have helped me, and I don't want to sound like a cheese ball, but like break through some of that. You know, I've it's, it's given me the, oh, I've been so stuck on that for no reason and it's not serving me. Wow. And I, and I can see where the power of that can actually help individuals that are actually suffering from various, you know, mental health challenges in a much bigger way. And that's just my own very light entry level mm -hmm. understanding of potentially just how powerful these products could be. Wow. Yeah. My naturopath came on and he was like, it's been a complete unlock in how I live my life. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like, I'm in an expansion era now. Yeah. Like right? I just see things differently. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a brilliant way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I don't know if it's right for me at this point in my life with like the young ones at home. I feel like I need to just like be on this path. Like we're here, we're concentrated. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to send you an article from <laughs> Vogue that I think the okay. title is Yummy Mummies Doing Drugs or okay. Yummy Mummies Microdosing oh, Throughout the, <laughs> you know, how moms are getting through, you know, yeah. motherhood through microdosing. Yeah. I can't remember if Yummy Mummies was in the title. But, yeah, that's know. okay. We're okay with being Yummy Mummies. And yeah, I feel like it was like cannabis. That was the, it was cannabis like five years ago. That's like what, and now it's mushrooms. I mean, yeah. most people I know have microdosed or done mushrooms or like yeah. all of the above. Yeah. I'm just, it's just a little me having yeah. a couple margaritas. <laughs> it's it's a wild, it's the wild west out there right now. <laughs> you know, and you can actually just have a microdose protocol and product delivered to your door. So is that legal or illegal? It's a, it's a gray it's, area. It's a gray area. I don't think anybody really knows what's legal or legal okay. anymore, specifically in BC with the decriminalization of so many narcotics. Right. It's such a... It's such a weird, you know, I think it's definitely illegal to sell uh, mushrooms. mushrooms. Okay. You know what I mean? But can I, I don't actually even really know the rules around how, how yeah. would you get shut down? I don't know. Are they looking for you? I don't think they're I mean, if they're on you. the website, I mean, can, <laughs> like, there's stores in it's Vancouver. easy to police. There's then. stores in Vancouver that you yeah. can walk in and it's on display. So yeah. I'm going to categorize it as a gray area and yeah. I'm definitely not educated in the legalities or yeah. legal ramifications around, you know, as far as I know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s and selling drugs is illegal. Yes. <laughs> Noted. And so how, what is that like though? 
though, like, I don't want to say going up against the pharmaceutical industry because that's like a whole other topic and not something I don't know nearly enough about. But there is such a hold from the pharmaceutical industry when it comes to government and spending and funding. And I would guess that's quite challenging to say like this may could replace a an antidepressant, for example. Sure. I mean, I think it's just going to be, a, again, a little bit of an evolution. And I think it's just providing optionality. Right. And arguably, I'm just looking at myself and how I would think about if I was suffering from, you know, a, a challenging mental health condition and just my own personality. I think even just the way I work with my own sort of, let's call it health and how I think about health span and longevity today. I mean, I'm a naturopathic first approach. And if I find that that's not working for whatever ailment I'm suffering from, then perhaps I'm going to go to a GP or, mm -hmm. or a more traditional medical practitioner. Very rarely has that been the case. Um, arguably, I've been able to solve you know, any of my issues with my naturopathic remedies. And I have a great naturopath. She's amazing. And uh, I think I would take the same approach if I was suffering from one of those mental health conditions whereby I would actually try a more natural route first mm -hmm. before I would try, you know, let's call it a traditional pharmaceutical product. I don't know. I can't speak for if I was in that yeah. situation necessarily. Yeah. But if I look at how I'm practicing my own life and how I consider my approach to health, I would yeah. likely follow a similar program. And I think that providing optionality um, is only going to do the world good. A hundred percent. So what do you do for your longevity? What's the Ooh, protocol, JJ? Another loaded <laughs> question. I, uh, I mean, fitness is one of them for sure. I mean, I think I, uh, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Sinclair. Okay. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar the, with who that David is. Sinclair. Dr. Yeah. David Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. Is he at Harvard or where is he? Um, he has a podcast called Lifespan, right? Uh, he has a bunch of stuff. Okay. He has a bunch of stuff. I first met him uh, at a conference called Abundance 360, which is down in the United States led by a really great guy named Peter Diamandis, um, who sort of, I would put him in the category of, you know, world-class thought leader um, and really pushing the boundaries of what's available to the world and how people are thinking. And in the conference, there's a, a category based on longevity. And I think Dr. Sinclair's practices are very much uh, supported or, or not pushed, but, you know, talked about within the conference. And I would say my like top three priorities for health span which is sort of the new word for longevity. Yeah, I know. We're not talking about, it's not long, <laughs> it's healthy and long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super underrated in terms of like everyday speak when I think people talk about health or their health span is sleep. Mm -hmm. um, sleep for me is huge. I prioritize it um, almost more than anything. Same. How I set up my room at night. How do you set it up? What, like, let's get specific. Full blackout. Okay. Like zero light. Anywhere. Eye mask? I mean, if I'm traveling... Yeah. I travel so much for work. Yeah. So this is where I I, I lose control over my sleep, it's which is probably the worst thing for I, me. I honestly, like, I am an insomniac when I travel. Yeah. I have suffered from insomnia in the past, like postpartum. And when I travel, it like rears its ugly head. Like, yeah. it's like I have like a three-pronged approach to try and get to sleep. It's like magnesium and melatonin. Yep. Then we get to the next, we get to the next level, valerian. Oh, wow. And then we have a backup sleeping pill. And so there's a lot going the on. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we have a trazodone, then we have a zopathone. So <laughs> there's a multi-layered, but not all at Sprinkling once. Sprinkling some Xanax, <laughs> I know. It's a, Yeah. No, I get it. It's, I get it's it. a real thing. It's I, a real thing. I 100% get it. And I'm not, I mean, I definitely have, you know, zoplicones on standby just in case, specifically if I'm traveling. Yeah. You know, sometimes we'll take an overnight flight and I'll hit the ground running and, you know, we'll be in meetings all day. And I would, uh, in my mind... 
I think that an eight-hour sleep taking some sort of product like a Zoplicone <laughs> or what did you call it? A trans Trazodone. Trazodone. That's like a it's it's actually traditionally for, interestingly enough, depression. And the side effect is it helps people sleep. So it's now often given to people if it's also like breastfeeding safe, obviously talk to your doctor, everyone, but it's kind of like a lighter just helps you fall asleep. My issue is falling asleep. Like after having Liam, it would take me often four hours to fall asleep. And like as a mother, that's, it's not possible to live like that. So, but I didn't take a sleeping pill for like five years after that. I tried everything else because like you, I'm like naturopath first and my naturopath gives me my sleeping pills. Like he is, he is not opposed to medication, but I was just like, give me all of the other things first and like, let me dial my like caffeine intake and light and like how I'm using my phone. Like I do, my whole day is geared around how I'm going to get to sleep at night. Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. I think like the hours leading up to going to sleep are super important. You know, I'm dimming all the lights inside my house. Yeah. I'm not really drinking any water about an hour and a half to two hours before I go to sleep. Because for me, the trap that sometimes I fall into if I'm not traveling is I'll wake up at 2.30 in the morning and have to take a leak. Yeah. And I get back into bed and I go, oh, I'm not going to fall back asleep. Am I awake now? (laughs) So I try my best to, to not have to do that. I got, I recently got a cooling mattress pad. Oh, this eight sleep? Eight sleep. How is it? Game changer. Really? Game changer. Being I able, for, I think for me, beyond also having to throw the washroom and all the yeah. night, um, but also uh, temperature is one of my biggest things. Yeah. And I notice it specifically when I'm traveling because a lot of hotels have these mattress toppers yeah. that are the down. down. Why? It's so hot. And they freaking kill me. I'm so hot. But then you want the covers on. You got to have the covers on because you're blasting the AC because you're so freaking hot yeah. in the bed. Oh my God, yeah. And I, I think about it. I'm lying there in my hotel room and I've got I've got an extreme amount of heat coming up from the bottom. <laughs> I've got a stream amount of heat coming up from the bottom. And if I'm traveling with my girlfriend or somebody, I've got heat coming from. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable how much heat is coming at me. So you can't I, escape it. You can't escape the heat. <laughs> and then you you put one leg out and it's you know 65 degrees in freezing. your room because it's freezing. it's freezing. And then you go, oh, that's a little too cold. And then you put your foot back in, you fall asleep for 20 minutes, and then you're too hot again. And it's like a game of like, you know, so the cooling mattress pad by Sleep 8, game changer. That's on my wish list now. (laughs) Honestly, it's worth it. It's a bit of a heavy price tag. But if you you value your sleep like I do, I'm willing and committed to pretty much anything. Same. Yeah. Okay, we're aligned. So sleep, 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 uh, muscle mass. Everything that I read, everything that I learn always connects back to muscle mass and making sure that you have, you know, ample amount of it. I've actually decreased the amount of cardio that I do and I've really focused over the last five years specifically on weight training. It shows. I mean, you've been, you look great and you've been, you know, you have muscles, which is great. They're growing. They're working. It's working. Yeah. Yeah, I just started weight training for like in, in, in earnest, like actually trying, and not nice. just like a few dumbbells here and there, but like yeah, with Alan. Yeah, perfect. Down from yard. yard. Yeah, yeah. I think was... you used to go. I think you may have influenced me initially. Yeah, maybe back in the day. <laughs> so... It took me five years to get there. But... <laughs> well, you had a couple kids. Yeah, you know, life you know, was. We're life... there now. Yeah, good for you. Um, yeah, I've been going to yard for honestly since uh, I'm gonna say I started going to yard ten years ago. Nine years ago. Is that how long it's been open? You know what? They that space that you're training in right now on I think it's on Pender. Pender yeah. I think they've probably only been open since maybe like early days of COVID. Because right. I remember Alana and, and I were, <laughs> and I were chatting about, you know, having boutique fitness studios and yeah. being in the middle of COVID and navigating that world. So I actually vividly remember that. Before that, they were kind of on 
uh, Granville Street downtown somewhere in a, in a yeah. basement. And uh, yeah, so they, they actually helped inspire me on sort of my like, let's call it, you know, muscle mass building journey. Yeah. So what does that look like? Is it like two hours a day of like, just be honest? Is it how long? Does no, it I, I, you know, I'm about five days a week for about an hour and a half. And I would say I include about 15 minutes of like active sort of stretching prior to my workout. And then I'll do about 15 minutes of like either like light incline cardio, what they call list, low steady state yeah. cardio. And it just depends on if I'm sort of in a what I call a bulk cycle right. or a cut cycle. I mean, there's so much, there's so much, uh, you know, I, I think it's information. Whole, it's, yeah, I mean, I could get into it for days, but that's pretty much my program. I try my best to take active recovery days as well for muscle building specifically. I found and for my body specifically that I actually need the rest. Otherwise, I'm actually overtraining. And I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. I think you can kind of put a generalization out there like, oh, two days of rest is good for you. For some yeah. people, I don't necessarily know if that's required. Right. It also depends on how you're training, how much you're lifting, yeah. what your breakdown is. You know, are you doing full body versus individual body parts, so on and so forth. So, yeah. And will you do like a hike on a day off? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like active recovery. Yeah. yeah. Active recovery. Or I'll go on like a big walk or I'll yeah. like roll for a little bit and go into the sauna. You know, yeah. Just sort of things that I think help keep my, my mental state. Yeah. Uh, or help improve my mental state. And then the third thing actually most recently is sauna. Thank you. Yeah obsessed big time did you see peter atia his like little clip that went viral yeah. i was like yes i did, I did. <laughs> i'm so glad i bought I did. <laughs> and i arguably i'm a late adopter yeah you know what i mean i i uh because of i think my my time crunch i wasn't putting emphasis on uh sauna and, and cold bath and uh now i put it into my schedule two or three times a week i'm trying my best yeah I have a hard time in the sauna, admittedly. Like really? after 15 minutes, I start getting like, get me out of here. Are we talking but, infrared or was it dry sauna? At my gym, it's a dry sauna. And okay, it's, that's it's harder. so hot. Yeah. Um, when I travel, you know, most of the times I'm able to find infrareds in like the hotels yeah. that I'm staying at. That seems to be a little bit more common. And I can stay in there for 40, 45 minutes. No yeah. Problem. You know, yeah. Come out, take a glass of water, have a cold shower quick and go back in. But overall, I have found that my level of anxiety, my sleep quality, my weight training, all of those three things have been greatly impacted by my increase in sauna. I could not agree more. I yeah. love it and immunity for me. Oh, like as a mom with two yeah. young kids who are constantly, you know, having sniffles, if I stick with that, and now I'm going to knock on wood because okay. it's cold and flu season, <laughs> but if I stick to that and then like a th I do, a th I don't have a cold plunge, but a three minute cold shower after, yeah. I'm dialed. And yeah. I like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't need to put anything on my face. Like yeah. I, it's like the natural glow, Perfect. the immunity, you feel so good. I actually yeah. find for me, like I have a little bit of anxiety and the cold shower everybody really helps. Does. Yeah. Everyone everybody does. Doesn't help that. that I love coffee too. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so anxious. I'm going to go get a coffee. <laughs> but yes, agreed on the sauna. So back to longevity and actually bringing back in mushrooms. Yep. Talk to me about your protocol when it comes to, you have Optimize Life and Optimize Health. Yep. And so can we talk about the difference between those two and how you incorporate um, like functional mushrooms into your day-to-day -day routine? Yeah, sure. So Optimize Life is the nutraceutical side of Optimize Health. So I think really because there was no specific uh, legalized market to date, I wanted to make sure that the business had something to sort of fall back on. Mm -hmm. Um, and to sort of have the economies of scale of people and operations make sense, I wanted to have the ability to scale a segment that was legal. Yeah. 
And of course, that then brought me into a whole new world of mushrooms outside of just psilocybin and just the power of of the nutraceutical side of mushrooms. And there's a really great, I would call him like, you know, the mushroom leader of the world, Paul Stamets out there, who okay, I've been drinking cool. his Kool-Aid. Does he have a book? He has a, he has a couple books. Okay. Yeah. Um, look him up, you know, probably just even on social media, you'll be able okay, to get cool. a good understanding of who this guy is and what he's all about. And uh, the power of turkey tail, chaga, lion's mane, rishi, so on and so forth. And combining versions of those, um, again, for sleep, for immunity, so on and so forth. Like the power of mushrooms is also a very underrated yeah. product as well. Yeah. Um, I even feel like just like eating mushrooms. Like I love, I feel like when I'm eating mushrooms, like it's like doing wonders. It's got to be doing something. It's got to be doing something. Yeah. But I actually have heard for like cancer and all Tur- turkey long, tail. Turkey tail. Yeah. Like long term Specifically for, for cancer. Wow. Lots of research. Prevention. Around that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what ter- what products do you have that have turkey tail? Which ones? There's two. Okay. So, well, actually, I guess there's three. We have a vegan protein powder that has the Optimize formulation in it, which is a combination of all of those um, specific mushroom strains. And then we have individual capsules. So there's an right. individual turkey tail capsule, and then there's an Optimize formulation capsule. So if you don't want to do protein powder, you yeah. can still get the benefits of all of those strains combined into one capsule through just the Optimize formulation capsule product. So there's an assortment of strain individual capsules, a let's call it a powerhouse capsule product yeah. and then a vegan protein powder uh, capsule product. Yeah. And so if you were to just get started with one, like what would you recommend as a general like good baseline to try it out? I mean, I'm biased. I I like protein powder. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get as much protein in. And you uh, do a vegan protein powder. And I do. Yeah, it's a vegan wow. protein powder. Yeah. Um, and I try and get as much protein in throughout the day. So I'll usually... How much protein have, do you eat in a day? I'm going to say uh, probably at best... Uh, sorry. Not at best, uh, at the least 200 grams of protein a day. So I love the pro protein movement that's happening because (laughs) I've always loved protein because I find like, I don't know, I'm not like eating pizza all the time. So I like want to feel satiated. I like eat a lot of veggies and stuff, but like I need, I've never been a person that could just like eat chickpeas and and broccoli and be full. Like I need the proteins. I love protein powder too. The, the, like anything, the information out there is so skewed. I mean, if you're looking to build muscle, you know, they say one gram of protein per body weight. Some people say 1.2 grams of protein. Some people say double. Some, you know, there's so yeah. much out there. I think you just got to do what works for you and kind yeah. of test the waters and play. Um, I would say on a good day, I get 200. On a bad day, I'm, you know, maybe at the lowest 150. Um, but I definitely prioritize it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. So the protein powder. Yeah. Oh, and the flavor of it is yeah. amazing. What is the flavor? Vanilla? It's vanilla. Oh, I love a vanilla. It's a vanilla. Vanilla, blueberries, spinach, yeah, chia no, seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of seeds. The perfect. I'm a big, big <laughs> seed gal. Soon to be a big mushroom gal. Yeah. Seeds <laughs> and mushrooms. What is like a day in the life? Like I know you're trying to get 200 grams of protein in, so that's like a side hustle in itself. But what, like, what are you doing? Let's say a day in Vancouver. Sure. Take us morning to night. Okay. Yeah. Generally speaking, I wake up. I wake up pretty early. What time? Um, somewhere between 5.30 and 6.00. Sometimes a little earlier than that. I guess if I have to go to the washroom at 2.30. Yeah, morning, <laughs> then you're up. <laughs> you know? Extra time to go to the gym. Yeah. I usually give myself about half an hour in the morning just to kind of like slowly wake up. I kind of like checking the news provided it's not, um, you know, giving me anxiety, like the number of wars we have going on today, which is so unfortunate for the world. Yeah. But, you know, I'm subscribed to a couple dozen variations of Retail Insider and, um, yeah. you know, the sort of retail fashion apparel beauty, skincare, mushroom, you know, I like to kind of get an understanding for what's happening. And usually about six or seven of those come in 
throughout the day and I'll go through those in my bed. Yeah. And, uh, and then I wake up or I get out of bed, I shower and I usually head right into the office and I kind of front load my meetings in the morning. Yeah. So I try and have meetings from anywhere from, you know, 7.30 to 8 all the way till about 12 or 1. I give myself about an hour or two to catch up on emails and work. And then I usually go to the gym. Okay. You're an afternoon um, gym goer. I'm an afternoon gym goer. I find I'm strongest in the gym. Yeah. I find I get fatigued mentally by about one or two. And I like that it changes the way I'm sort of thinking throughout my day. It gives me that that pause. Yeah. And then I, you know, I spend, like I said, an hour and a half. Maybe if I get a sauna in, that's great. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Shower quick. Yeah. And then usually I either have another meeting or take a couple calls. And then uh, and then I head home and uh, I focus on dinner. Yeah. What are we having you for know? dinner? What's for dinner? Are you cooking? Sometimes I'm cooking. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I'm cooking. I'll usually do, you know, uh, some sort of carbohydrate, sweet potato, yam, yeah. rice, what have you. Um, obviously some protein. Yams. Sweet potatoes good for longevity. They are. Did you watch Blue Zones? I have watched Blue Zones. Yeah. Purple potatoes. Purple potatoes. We gotta get your hands on those purple <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I did watch Blue Zones. Um, actually, recently. Yeah, I just um, watched it too. Yeah, I think it's because it's trending on Netflix in Canada. Probably. Right. That's. <laughs> We're out. all watching the same that thing. We're all robots. That We're all robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna watch that. And then, you know what, depending on the day, I might have a little bit more work I got to do before I kind of, what I would say is like start my nighttime routine. Okay. And what's a nighttime routine? I We we, we got to the blackout. You got to the blackout. Are we yeah. taking supplements? Are you taking Optimize? I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking, uh, I definitely take magnesium at night yes. for sure. Bisglycinate or uh, L3 and 8 or both? I think I take both. Okay. One of them's better for sleep. I think L3 and 8 is better for I sleep. I think that's probably what I'm Huberman taking. got me on L3 Huberman. and 8. Yeah. yeah. It's L3 and yeah. 8. Yeah. You're okay. right. That's what I'm taking. Some people are like completely gone in this conversation. Totally was from humor. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. People are like, what are they talking about? This is this is too deep. <laughs> We're too deep into the L3 and 8 combo. And then I take that nighttime routine pretty seriously. Um, I'll probably have, you know, a, a little bit of a long shower. I really try not like rush through it. Like I don't want to build any sort of like sense of urgency or anxiety. Or like as I'm, yeah, you know, I'm very conscious of that. And uh, reading for me is also quite important, you know, so I usually have one or two books that I have on the go. What are you reading right um, now? I really like, you know what, I just finished a brilliant book called Lessons in Chemistry. Have you read Stop. it? I'm watching the show. The book is way better I've than the, the show. I've heard the book. I know. I'm like, now I'm sad I didn't read the book. Yeah, but. I put on um, I, I put on the show this weekend, actually, because uh, I didn't want to go. I was invited to some dinner and I said, you know what, I, I've just come back from like almost two months of travel. Yeah. And I just can't bring myself to... To go outside and it was pouring rain and, you know, I, I said, I'm going to hunker down. And I put on lessons in chemistry and I watched the first 20 minutes and I went, no, no way. It's nowhere near uh, as good as the book, which I've I find that. is the case, you know, kind of like Shantram. Yeah. I don't know if you watch Shantram, yeah. but Shantram is a brilliant book if you can get through it. Well, I do love Charlie Earth. Hunnam. So okay, that, that kind of kept me in. An easy watch. <laughs> yeah, that kind of kept me in it. But yes, no. Okay, so lessons in chemistry. Yeah. Anything else like business books that you've loved lately? Mm, or bold, bold's amazing. Bold? Um, Elon Musk just put out a book. Um, oh, the Walter or, Isaacson biography? Yeah, yeah. That's on my list too. Incredible. It's good. Um, listen, okay. I listen to it. Oh. I try and mix things up between reading, audio, podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it just depends. Generally speaking, business type books. I like listening yeah. on audio. Okay. And and otherwise I, I like the process of actually reading. Me too. Yeah. You know, so I like having I one business book on the go, one non-business book on the go. 
sometimes it takes me a long time to get through them. Sometimes it I know. It really I feel like depends. sometimes like I'm reading Creativity Inc. and I want to say I've been yeah. reading it for like six months. It is very long, but it's very good. Have you read it? Some of them are long. Yeah. The I Pixar, have, the I Pixar have, yeah, Ed Catmull. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this has been just the best conversation. I honestly feel like I could talk to you for three hours. I love, <laughs> I love to ask a couple sure. questions to round it out. Sure. So the first one is, what are you obsessed with? Ooh. What am I obsessed with right now? It can be like a thing, people, a product. Okay. We've gone all um, over the map. Sure. Yeah, fully. I mean, Turf has this breakfast bowl right now. Which one? The That's... veggie sausage hash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. Um, with a vegan sausage. I'm obsessed with that. Why is it that's, so good? That's What's what I'm in it? Right now. Is there pork? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If I could bottle it up and sell it so to the good. rest of the world, I would. Everything yeah. from turf. Yeah. No, turf's killer. Ugh, we love turf. Yeah. Okay. And what makes you feel your best? Working out, getting a great sleep, and I think being in flow. If I can find mm -hmm. myself in flow in the work that I'm doing. You know, when you have one of those incredible days. And you've kind of like hit everything in your mental checkbox. You're like, you know what? Like I had a great day at work. I accomplished a bunch of great projects. I had a great call with my parents. Yeah. I ate really healthy today. Gave myself a little treat. Yeah. There was no traffic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those days. And I truly believe that that's actually also a choice with how you wake up and how you set the tone for your day too. So you know, on top of everything we've been discussing related to health span and longevity, you know, I'm really focused on flow right now. Mm. And um, I just love that word. And I love kind of waking up in the morning and go, okay, Jage, like get yourself in flow, yeah. you know, like flow what's state. it, what's it going to be, you know? Yeah. And I would say that that's what, uh, that's it. I love that. Yeah. And like kind of being okay when it doesn't go that way too. Like it's part of being in flow is to allow it not to be in flow too. <laughs> totally. And uh, that's just getting old, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? The older I get and things don't work out, I go, okay. Yeah. Next. You there's know, always a there's, disaster. There's always. Always. Right? And uh, it also helps to wake up and commit to being a problem solver. Mm -hmm. You know, I try and wake up every day and instead of looking at my phone and going, oh man, there's a hundred fires I'm putting out right now. I go, yeah. Actually, my job is to be a problem solver and yeah. uh, it makes things a lot easier just framing it differently, you know. It's so true. Yeah. I feel like this is the start of a flow day for me. So thank you for Brilliant. being here. <laughs> yeah, me too. No problem. And where can people here. like catch up with you? What do you want people to follow along at Optimi or what's the best way to sure. stay up to date? I uh, recently made my Instagram private. Okay. So that might be a little bit tough. Maybe LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I think I'm public on LinkedIn. Okay. It's funny. I've taken a huge step back from social just personally in the last probably since COVID. Yeah. You know, I just like, I went on a social diet and uh, I've, it's actually made me, I think, better. So I'm on LinkedIn. I have no idea what I do on LinkedIn. I have no idea if I, I <laughs> somebody might manage my LinkedIn. I know. I'm, I'm like, how do I sure. delete this? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't have Facebook. But yeah, I mean, uh, listen, if uh, if anybody's interested, I think you can still slide into my DMs uh, <laughs> on my private account. I may or may not respond. And But Optimi? Solely based on the fact that I don't check it really. Yeah. Um, Optimi Health. Rail performance. And spell rail, R-E-Y-A-L. R-E-Y-A-L performance. Layer backwards. Layer backwards. Listen to that That's yesterday. Right. I yeah, like that. So backwards. rail, optimize, ride cycle club. Yeah. And then very polite. Um, very polite. I'm uh, one of the founding partners. I really focus my time just specifically on business development because I'm just so uh, stretched thin. But that business is great. Just opened up a location in Toronto um, on Queen and Ossington. We were just so talking exciting. about that before we started. And uh, that business is growing too, which is great. I'm super happy for that team. 
Amazing. I'm so excited to see how everything transpires. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, thank you, Sophie. Thanks, JJ. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or on my website at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave a rating and review. I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.